Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the jazz queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Sunday, January 26, 2020. If you would like to join us in the chat room along with Joshin in Germany, please visit TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on the Listen Live button just above Patrick Yandel's CD. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Before I get started today with my talk with Patrick, um, I would like to acknowledge the passing of basketball great Kobe Bryant. Um, the, news, the news broke this morning that he passed away um, on a helicopter crash um, along with four other people. And I, we do not know who the four other people are. At this point, the story is still developing but um, we just want to send out our prayers and thoughts uh, to the Bryant family and to those families uh, of the deceased ones as well. I mean, Bryant, Kobe Bryant is like a legend in basketball. And um, it's going to be a big loss to the basketball world and his fans. So we definitely, definitely want to send out our thoughts and prayers to all of the families affected by this um, tragic, tragic news. Um, so now to continue on, national recording artist, jazz guitarist, producer Patrick Yandel has done music in film, TV, and radio. His new release, Jazz on the Vine, is dedicated to the Napa Valley wine region, such a beautiful area. Welcome back to the show, Patrick. Oh, thank you for having me, Terry. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, are you a basketball fan? I am. I've been. I grew up in Michigan, and then uh, in basketball, it's a big deal there. And yeah, and uh, yeah, just so sad. Uh, my son, who's at college uh, in Illinois, texted me this morning, and I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, like you, you and I were talking. I, I didn't hear anything about it, so I thought, where did he hear this? At? And, and then the, all the news just started to blow up. So. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad, very sad. So, all right. Well, welcome back to the show. Like I said, it's been a while since I talked to you. I'm happy to have you back on. And uh, congrats to you on this new release, Jazz. uh, Thank you. uh, Yeah, this is wonderful, Jazz on the Vine. So now, how often do you visit Napa Valley? Uh, you know, as uh, my wife and I are, uh, she's more of a Hawaiian enthusiast than I am. But uh, you know, as much as we can get up there, it's 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 we'd like to be there more than we have. But uh, it's just it's just you know you know how life takes over sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you played in the so area. Beautiful. Oh yes, yeah. yes. So it's 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 it's. Uh, Again, it's somewhere you'd like to be more if you had the time and and the money. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just to hang out. Well, this that area yeah. um, inspired you to do this new release. And um, now, do you play in the area at all? Uh, I haven't in a long time. In fact, uh, you know, the past couple of years, my studio stuff has taken over so much time, and I, you know, it's been, I haven't gotten out much. I'm starting to. Um, 
starting to get back out now. In fact, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm at uh, Humphreys in San Diego uh, on the inside uh, concert stage. So um, just just starting to get back out there, looking for more stuff, too, and trying to get a couple of concerts back uh, in the Midwest, also in Michigan and some other places I've already played. Oh, good. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Jazz on the Vine. And um, when were you in Napa Valley when you got the inspiration for this? Uh, this was quite a few years ago, uh, and um, probably about three years, maybe three, three and a half. And just, uh, you know, just spending time up there. It's just beautiful, and uh, just the area is very inspiring. And But it, if you listen to the whole album, it's a pretty laid-back album, and it's kind of... Uh, to me, it's it's the album that I'd put on to if I was driving through the even around and through the area. You know, it's just a it's a good album to put on and cruise to. So that's uh, that's where the influence for the all, almost all the songs came from. Okay, okay. Now yeah. I read that I I know that you wrote and produced all of the songs on the project. Mm-hmm. I also read that there are no guest artists on this um, CD. That it's just you. So why did you do it like that? Uh, you know, I, I've been working, like I said, the studio stuff has kind of taken over and um, I've been doing a lot of work for uh, a few music libraries that are involved in the TV stuff and also in some film. Uh, and the the music that's on like my last four four albums are pretty much all me, but because of, and that's the reason why I, I started really honing all the chops and making things sound like I heard in my head for these uh, music libraries. And, you know, after finishing them, it was kind of my approach that I thought, well, this sounds pretty much how I wanted it to sound. So why not put it out like that? And, you know, I've, I've always tried to make things sound pretty cool for radio play. And then when we play them live, kind of put that energy and, uh, and uh, like other guys, stretch on tunes that uh, that I've composed. So that's that's kind of my been my approach for the past four albums. So when you work like that by yourself, and you, you know you don't have any other artists um, working hmm. with, you, how do you um, how do you get feedback, or how do you uh, uh, you know get like some critical feedback on on the music, or do do you just you know go with it? I just kind of go with it. To me, if if I'm happy with it, then my hope is that other people will be happy with it too. And so, you know, since I started doing it, like I said, four albums ago, it seems like a lot of people still liked it a lot. And, you know, in fact, some of the work was, oh, this is your best work. And it's kind of funny to me to hear that because, you know, it, I, a lot of times I don't tell people I get all the instruments on it. I, I think some people just take it for granted that there's other musicians on the, on the songs, but I, yeah. you know, it's always in the album credits that uh, I did it all, but some people don't read the album credits. So again, it's uh, ever since I started doing it all myself, every once in a while I'll, I'll hit up somebody for something, you know, uh, I, uh, an instrument on a song that I'm, I'm really not fluent in like a horn or something like that. But a lot of times I can do stuff, uh, you know, with, synthesizers and things that sound like the instrument enough to where I can, you know, I the song ends up sounding like I wanted it to. Okay, okay. Now, you didn't yeah. always play guitar. You started out playing trumpet. 
Yeah, that was very early. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, I started playing trumpet. But right even that in fourth grade, I started playing guitar. Also, my dad was a musician, so uh, he had me start on on trumpet. He wanted me to, you know, uh, learn to read music, and that that kind of set started me there. And then uh, he had he always had guitars, and he was he played upright bass and. So I started playing uh, guitar just because he he had them laying around. That was that was, and that became my focus from fifth grade on was was guitar. So, but do you do you know, still know how to play trumpet, or did that just went yeah. away? Okay, that went away. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I, I wish I had went around. I and also my dad had a saxophone. I used to mess around with a lot. I wish I would have kept up with both of those. But you know when. Gut, that guitar bug hit me. I was I was sold. I I just wanted to be like a lot of guys I listened to when I was young, and and I just started studying, uh, you know, their stuff. Mhm, mhm. Um, I was at a concert once, um, with uh, Ken Navarro, and mm. uh, he plays guitar. And yeah. I noticed that while every time when he finished a song, he would stretch out his hands and his fingers, yeah. and it made me wonder if he did any type of physical therapy on his hands and arms just, you know, so they wouldn't, um, you know, uh, I guess, I don't know, freeze up on him or whatever. Um, but do, oh, you, yeah, definitely. do you practice that? Do you do any kind of physical therapy on your hands and arms just to keep them, you know, from, from doing that? Well, that's funny you ask because my wife is a physical therapist. So, uh, uh-huh. you know, and and I, I'm, when did you see Ken? Uh, is that recently when you saw him doing the stretches in between, or no? That was a that was prob- uh, probably two years ago. Oh well, that yeah, again. Uh, I I know Ken is and I are close to the same age, and when you get a little older and you play a lot, there's things mm-hmm. that you you need to stretch to keep mm-hmm. being able to play the way we do. You know, especially how much we play. If you don't stretch, you're gonna have a lot, a lot of problems. And my wife has given me exercises to do over the years to keep my, you know, not have so much pain. Especially after, again, I'm in the studio every, you know, day, two to three, sometimes four hours playing guitar. Then still, also, plus I still like to practice, and that's another hour or so. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a lot of stress on the joints and the, the muscles you know, involved in your forearms and in your fingers. So yeah. stretching, I, I'd advise that to everybody. Even the younger guys, I, 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 when I talk to some of the younger guys, I say, you know, make sure you're stretching. You know, you'll, you'll feel it later on. It's, and it'll help you play a lot longer than, you know, than some, sometimes guys have to give it up when they end up getting carpal tunnel and all that. So mm-hmm. stretching's a big, big deal to me. I know another guitarist, Terry, Terry Woolman. Um, oh, great! Uh, I, had to, I, his, I just talked to him not too long ago. <laughs> did you know that his hands are numb? His fingers are numb, but he still yeah, plays. Yeah, right. He still plays, and the, you know that's uh, that that happens once in a while. But it, I, I've been lucky where it, I, I, you know, that had the full effect like Terry has hasn't hasn't kicked in. He's a great yeah. guy. We we uh, we were talking for a while because both of us had our hips replaced. <laughs> And he had his after mine, and so we're, oh. we're talking about. I, I just, you know, we used to crack up and say, "Boy, uh, getting older is fun, isn't it?" Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Well, it's interesting to know that to learn that about about you know the the musicians and the different instruments they play and what they do to kind of keep yeah. 
um, you know, keep the pain at bay and all of that. So, yeah, okay. definitely. All right, well, let's definitely. take a listen to some music from Jazz on the Vine. Patrick, I'm going to let you pick the first song. Uh, can we play the title track, I guess? That's, sure. Is there a story yeah, behind okay, this? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, from, like you said, the Napa thing, and also uh, my wife's from up in Fresno where a lot of the grapes are grown for a lot of different wines, you know, uh, and uh, that's that was mostly the, the inspiration for that, that first track in the title track, Jazz on the Vine. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs>
guitarist Patrick Yandos. That was the title track, Jazz on the Vine. So Patrick, Joshin in Germany in the chat room says, he must be a very hardworking guy, releasing new music almost every year, being his own producer and playing all instruments. And I think it's always high-quality music he releases. Oh, that's nice. Great. Thank you. (laughs) So now – as a guitarist, and you've been playing for so long, and you have released released over like twenty records, um, what has been the highlight of your your career as a guitarist so far? Um, probably an uh, album I was signed by a, a label out of New York, and it was called Opria, and they uh, they were one of the first labels to just say, "Hey, who would you, you know, who do you who would you want to play on your album?" And um, I, I got to have Randy Brecker of the Brecker Brothers play trumpet on it. And uh, I asked for Will Lee on bass, and they got Will Lee on bass. And uh, 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 Joel uh, Rosenblatt, who played drums for Spyrogyra, who's a New York guy too, I got him on drums. And it was just uh, an album with a lot of guys I really respected a lot. And it was, it was just uh, – that was – that was probably one of the highlights, uh, just having guys that I grew up listening to playing on the, you know, one of my albums. It's really, really a, a highlight. Mm. So now, who are your contemporary inspirations? Who, who, uh, what um, musician or musicians impress you the most? Uh, you know what? Uh, and I always tell people this: the the guy for me is Ben George Penson. He's yeah, uh, he's not really a contemporary. He's a little bit older, but yeah, there's just to me, there's nobody like him. And uh, I, I, I just, uh, I just, I, I listen to him so much, and and I've grown up practicing some of his stuff. It's just, you know, he still just blows me away. And you see him play live, and it's just, he still blows me away uh, uh, more than a lot of a lot of uh, people I've I've seen over the years. But as far as uh, guys that are, that kind of come along with me as and a little bit older, or, um, uh, Chuck Loeb was a big, big, you know, big a guy that I used to think, golly, what just a beautiful player before, and uh, God rest his soul. But um, I just used to love listening to him, and I got to meet him at a few jazz uh, festivals that I played at, and just the the greatest guy and one of the greatest players that I've ever heard. And one other guy I, I, that kind of shaped me for a while, and I was actually heading towards more of a jazz rock fusion thing, um, Mike Stern, uh, another New York guy that was uh, working out there when I was recording my album out there with, uh, like I was telling you about with uh, Will Lee and all them guys. He was also doing studio work in the same studio we are at. So just a great guy and just one of the finest players you'll ever hear. So out of those three, it's, it's just um, – uh, they're they're a big influence, along with uh, also Larry, I have to say Larry Carlton too. So mm. so between you know to fit on those four, but I I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. I mean I grew up list, loving blues and and jazz, and so you know with blues you're gonna hear some rock stuff from me, and um, and with the jazz again it was it was Benson and West Montgomery this uh, from from the you know from the old school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you're also a blues lover as well, and there's definitely oh, yeah. some blues, uh, yeah, influences <laughs> in this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
you know, you grow up, uh, and like we were talking, you know, I grew up in Michigan, and um, when you grow up, there was a lot of uh, rock blues players that coming out from, you know, of that area, and it's, uh, being a guitar player, <laughs> you usually grow up loving some, loving some blues. So there's just nothing like it. There's as far as emotion and uh, emotional content in that in that music is just it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next track I'm going to play is called Next Level. Tell me about this one. Uh, this is probably one of the more more up tempo. Um, songs on the album and it's you know uh it it wasn't along with the jazz on the vine uh concept but it was more just uh getting to the next level um you know taking i I tried to have some good guitar work in it and and uh some nice changes and a real quick jazz feel to it so uh again that's where next level came from the title came from all right here is next level
about that. That was Next Level, okay. and that is from Patrick Gandel's new release, um, Jazz on the Vine. You're listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. If you want to call in with a question or a comment for Patrick, the phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. So, Patrick, I read that you were playing clubs at age 13. How did you do that? In Michigan, uh, my the first band, real band I was in, uh, it was some guys. I had older brothers that uh, were friends with some guys that had a band, and they were brothers, uh, Summers brothers, and they had this band. Uh, I believe it was called Profile back <laughs> way back then, and um, they had seen me play at a church function uh, when I was in eighth grade. And they came up and they said, "Hey, uh, did you ever think about playing out?" And I, you know, eighth grade, I, 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 I was taken aback. And I said, "What do you mean playing out?" And they said, "You know, playing, playing some bars, or just getting out and playing with a a, a full band." And I said, "Well, I, I've played with a couple bands, but never, I, you know." I said, "I don't even know if I can play in bars." And they said, "Well, let us check into it." Well, they came back to me a couple weeks later and said, "Hey, we found out as long as you don't stay." in the in the bars on breaks were fine so mm-hmm. i started playing with them and uh boy we played all a bunch of different bars all over michigan and um it was it was tough some some weeks i was going to school on not much sleep but you know my mom said if you really want to do this you know just just make sure you don't fail out of school so I kept uh, my grades up and started playing in bars. It was mostly like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. Sometimes uh, a few more days than that, but you know it was tough. And but and I missed a lot of things during high school. But I was, yeah. I was doing something I re- really loved, uh, playing guitar. And, and again, on breaks, I'd be sitting out in, in Michigan winter. Sometimes I'd be freezing out there <laughs> for the 15 minutes. But you know, when it was time to come back in and play, it was, it was fine. So, wow. That's yeah. interesting, 13 years old. Wow. So you're yeah. playing in bars and clubs at 13 years old. What was the most important thing you learned about that time, and how have you carried that through your career and your music? Uh, you know, the, one of the things I learned out of there, one of the main things I think, I learned that it's not a glamorous life, you know, I, and I'm still that kind of way where like, if we, if I'm playing a show and they have a bunch of roadies and stuff, I, I, I don't want them to do stuff for me. You know, I, I want, I move my amp around. I, I set my guitar up. I, I've always been like that. In fact, one show uh, concert I had in Michigan where I was the headliner, I actually helped set most of the equipment up because the snow was so bad. A lot of guys weren't, you know, couldn't make it in on time. So, you know, ended up helping set up all the equipment. I just, I feel, I, I feel that's, that's, that's part of it. You know, I was, I've always been that way too, that where, you know, Hey, I've just seen things where guys like wait for other people to set their stuff up. And I, me, it's like, you know, I don't mind setting my own things up. I've I've never been that way. So growing up and playing in clubs, you were always schlepping your own stuff around and I still do it now. And, um, it, and it's work. It's hard work, but you know you get to play music for a living. That's that's part of the deal, and that's that's good enough for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. The next track. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? 
Oh, no. <laughs> I'm probably okay. rambling on, so sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, the next track is Orphelia. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, Orphelia. Okay, tell me about this one. And that's, that's a winery here in, in San Diego. Uh, uh-huh. Again, I'm not – I know what I – I'm not a wine aficionado, but I know what I like, and they have excellent wine up there, and and um, it's kind of you can belong to it as a club, and and just it's beautiful. It overlooks uh, some open range here in San Diego, and it's just a great, especially in the summer. It's a beautiful place to hang out on their deck and have uh, some of their amazing wine. Oh, okay. So the track is called yeah. Orphilia, O-R-F-I-L-A, mm-hmm. and here it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 
single that is Ophelia from Patrick Yandel's new release, Jazz on the Vine. So, Patrick, let's talk about your music in film and television and tell us what you've been working on lately. Um, like I was telling you earlier, that, that um, I do a lot of work for these libraries. So they come to me and uh, sometimes they say, hey, we need a, a song for a scene. Or a lot of times they'll say, hey, we heard this song of yours and we'd like to use it, you know, in a TV show. And uh, a lot of the stuff has gone into shows like Girls and Shameless and uh, um, a lot of the HBO, you know, with the Netflix and everything out now. And uh it's just it was it's nice to see it and it helps out with the royalty uh stuff that you know keeps me being able to do music as a living so um again it's a, it's a lot of times it's stuff that I've already released and they want to use it different places or it's uh every once in a while it's like hey you know we we'd like you to come up with something for a different scene and and just send it to us and and sometimes it, it it's made it into the show so it's it's been nice over the years Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so um, I know that Jazz on the Vine is a new release, but are you thinking about or working on your next one? I already started. <laughs> as soon as I get one done, it's usually, you know, and I do studio work. So I just did the all the guitar work for the new Under the Lake album, which comes out in April. And, uh, yeah, I just played up at the NAMM show with them uh, last last week. I think it was last week, guys. This month is flying by. Um, at the NAMM show here out in Anaheim, I played with them out there, and we did a lot of the new tracks. And their new album comes out, uh, uh, Your Horizon 2, comes out in April. So I did all the guitar work for that. And uh, Rod Best, a keyboardist from Australia, that has some stuff out uh, that's getting some airplay. I did uh, guitar work on his uh, last album and also this brand new one. So uh, it's kind of nice. Sometimes... Um, there's been set lists that have come out where my, they're playing one of my new songs that that you're just put, you just played, and then Rod Best later on in the set is is on there, and it's one of the ones I did guitar for. So it's kind of nice to be in the set a couple of times on some of these playlists. Okay, now you mentioned Under the Lake. Is that yours? That's no. That's Jason Tip is. Uh, that's a keyboardist from Portland, okay. Oregon. Uh, he lived in San Diego briefly. A long time ago, but um, his group Under the Lake, he's had quite a few albums out over the years. But um, uh, this last one, I did all the guitar work on Your Horizon 2, and again, that comes out in April. And so, okay. um, yeah, really nice, really some really nice uh, players on that album. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, um, Josh in the chat room had a comment. He said he should work with Jeff Lorber. I can imagine that would be a perfect match. They are similar in style and they will complement each other. Oh, that's, uh, you know what? I, I played with Lorber on stage at, uh, actually in Humphreys, San Diego one time. And, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. We were, I think he played keyboards on one. It was like a jam thing we had out there. And uh, he played keyboards on the first song. And then he looked at me and said, can I play your guitar? I said, well, sure. (laughs) And I handed it over to him. And he played some funky guitar. So that's just just a funk master. But, yeah, that's one of the guys, you know, we've come close to working together a few times, but it's just it's just never happened. That that guy's one of the busiest guys 
in the business. So um, it's hard to get a hold of them when you need them. And, and when he needs a guitar player, it's usually one of the, the heavy cats that, that, that tours with him. So, yeah, again, that's another uh, big influence. When I, I saw him when I was a kid, uh, in growing up in Michigan, uh, my older brother took me to one of his concerts, and that's definitely one of the points in my mind. I thought, God, I, I want to do this kind of music for a living if if it's possible. Yeah, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, uh, Josh, and because he says, wow, I didn't know Jeff Lober plays the guitar. Were you surprised when he asked you to play, Patrick, if he asked you to play I, your guitar? I, I was surprised, but I had heard he likes to to. Uh, he's really funky rhythm, and sure, sure enough, he picked that up and just he he played some of the funkiest rhythms around. He's just he's a he's a consummate musician. He's you know he's seen it, he's been there, seen it, and, and done it all these years. It's just he's he's just wonderful. You know, we are so used to seeing you guys play one instrument when we come yeah. to see you. And, and when you play something else, it's just like, wow, I didn't know he could play that. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Vincent and Gollard yeah. like that. He plays a lot of instruments. And, you know, one day yeah. he pulled out that, that guitar, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know he could play guitar. And then he popped on the drums. Yeah. I'm like, I can't play the drums. You guys just, <laughs> like, go away with that, you know. And that's kind of heaven for anybody that wanted to be a musician professionally. It's just having to sit down and drum. I, and I'm not that good of a drummer, but I I love to sit at a pair, you know, a set of drums and play. I love to get on the bass. I'm not the greatest bass player, but I can hold my own and, uh, you know, at bass and and to play keys and that's it. I'm doing it every day in the studio. And that's again, that's I'm happy when I'm <laughs> when I'm doing it. Mm, okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna close the show with another song. I'm gonna let you pick it. Um, you know what? Some of these uh, stations have kind of jumped on some tunes before we talked about it, but they they seem to be liking blues in the valley, and that's actually uh, a little bit of traditional sounding uh, swing in there. So, uh, blues in the valley. Okay. All Track right. Um, all right. I'll close the show with that. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Uh, Facebook. Patrick Yandel Music, um, patrickyandel.com, and uh, Instagram, P. Yandel, Twitter, P. Yandel. <laughs> All right, there you go. And the CD, Jazz on the Vine, is available now. Um, so you can definitely pick that up as well. All right, Patrick, thank you again for another opportunity to speak with you. I appreciate it. Oh, it was an honor, Terry. Thank you so much for having me again. I, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. And you have a great day. You too. All right. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. Um, I look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Josh, and thank you again, as always, for hanging out in the chat room. Um, From Patrick's new release, Jazz on the Vine, this is Blues in the Valley. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Follow the Jazz Queen on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen, on Facebook and Instagram at Talking Smooth Jazz, and visit the website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com.